0: What's up guys? So before we start, I want to intro our guest. He's the star of Million Dollar Listing New York, and he's one of the most successful real estate brokers of all time.
1: He recently created his own brokerage called Sir Hant that's wildly successful. He's done over $5 billion in sales, and he also invests heavily in real estate.
2: Oh, this is going to be a good episode. Uh, did you smash the like button, Jack? I smashed it so hard. Hey, everybody. I'm Ryan Sirhant, and you are watching the Ice Coffee podcast, which has so far made $117,116. Basically, that's yeah. Is that
0: good? That's enough. That's fantastic. Yeah.
2: Okay. Great. It's almost like so, you've been on TV before. Sort of. I, I Sometimes I get the numbers mixed in my head. Which, when selling real estate is bad
0: but for this yeah you know, it's close enough. exactly well thank you so much for coming all the way to las vegas through all
2: the way here for you new york yeah
0: this is crazy now what's really cool uh is that we did an episode together maybe like f- maybe ago. almost four years ago
2: yes it's four years like we hadn't even really started youtube i, I don't think like maybe it was just at the beginning you days just started right we just started and we were in la you were still like a real estate agent right yep. Working at the were you, Oppenheim, a, group. yeah. You're at yeah, the Oppenheim selling group.
0: Sunset before this is yeah, way before, though. Before selling Sunset, you were in
2: one of his houses, I think, yeah,
0: right. Yeah, it was in Jason's house, yeah. He and showed I up was, and he was like, yeah. working out, very into his fitness. <laughs> That's yeah. right. And you had never met Jason Oppenheim before that day, had you? No, no, no. no. So I was nervous going into it because I had watched Million Dollar Listing New York, of which you're the feature agent of the show, and now you've had uh, what five billion dollars of the sales. Is it more than that now in total? By the end of this year, it'll be a little bit over.
2: Congratulations. Yeah, thanks.
0: Yeah, so what have these last few years been like for you in terms of the real estate market, in terms of yourself? Are you investing in real estate? What do you think of the current market right now?
2: Like a, that's a lot. There's a, it's of a question lot. That's right a lot to talk about. Yeah. Uh, the last few years have been crazy. I mean, you know, we are primarily sellers in New York, yeah. but we are global brokers, you know, so we sell things everywhere. We sell in Florida. We'll sell in California. I've never done a transaction in Nevada, but we like it here now. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of across the board. The biggest thing for me, though, is in the middle of 2020, I left the brokerage I was at for the last 12 years, and we started our own company. Was that Douglas? No, we were at a company called Nest Seekers. Nest Seekers. That For 12 said. years. Yeah, small brokerage in the city. And I was just there for a long time because I never needed to go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And there weren't any other good options. And before COVID even hit, I made the decision that, you know, there are no other good options. So I'm just going to go start my own thing and bring in a lot of different verticals, all the stuff that I do. And we're going to put it all under one roof. Then COVID hits. And I... Thought for a day or so, like maybe I shouldn 't do this, <laughs> especially when the market tanked ten thousand points, everyone left New York City, and all the big smart, wealthy companies started furloughing and laying people off yeah. left and right, and the real estate market didn 't come back in New York and 2021 really mm-hmm. right unlike everywhere else in the country where yeah. the real estate market bounced back nine days later yep. um, and so we started there we started the company uh, Sirhant in September announced in the Wall Street Journal and pulled everything in-house and have been growing rapidly ever since on um, you know we have the benefit now to a very very fast strong real estate market yeah. New York has got to catch up to the rest of the country which is unique this cycle because typically New York leads the way this time New York is playing catch up mm-hmm. um, but next year will be a great year because foreigners will finally be able to come back, right? Borders will open on November 8th, yeah, um, which will be a big, big deal for us. But numbers have been awesome. Volume has been great. agent count has been great. And so things are looking nice and positive for right now.
1: So That's, what were yeah. the main reasons you decided to start your own brokerage? Yeah, I have
0: to say, too, learning from Jason Oppenheim, running a brokerage is expensive. Yeah. It's a very difficult business model. So yes. how is yours different? And like Jack said, why did you start it up?
2: So we are... Uh, if you want to call it this, we're, we're a hybrid, right? So you have two types of brokerages right now in the world, if you will. You have the traditional brokerage, which, which can be mom and pop, tiny, right? Some small groups, or it can be huge brokerages, but they're big brand brokerage. They give you your marketing. You get an ad budget and you get a split. That's it but they own you. And then you have kind of like your Shopify's of real estate, which are the EXPs, the sides, kind of now like the Keller Williams, a lot of like the big firms where it's 80, 20 or 90, 10 split to the agents up to a cap and then it's 100%. And they're just kind of in the background, but there's no brand support. There's no marketing support. They give you some stuff. Mm -hmm. There is nothing in the middle that has a physical presence in luxury markets, which is important for us because we sell in mostly luxury markets um, uh, that has an exclusive agency role that then also provides a virtual brokerage experienced agents anywhere on any device with any client. And that's what I always thought would work really well. No one else is doing it. So everyone forced me to do it. And so that's why we're here. And yeah, it's expensive, but like running any business is expensive, but we have considerable income from you, you do education as well. So we have a big education platform. So we have about 10,000 agents now in 109 countries in a subscription platform. That so that kept us going through COVID when sure. no one was buying apartments. Right. We have the media business. We have the books. We have TV. We have everything. And the brokerage has grown really, really fast okay. this past year.
0: Can you talk about the numbers behind the brokerage? Because I'm curious what the investment looks like every single month, how much office space costs you, how many agents you have right now, sure. and what sort of revenue you bring in. If you could talk about, like the, let's say, the splits or what this looks like for you at the end of the day. If, uh, if you could talk about that, we want
2: the nitty gritty. Yeah, clearly. Um, I, listen, the uh, overhead's heavy, right? The startup costs weren't that crazy because we only have one office and we will only have one office per market which is built out like a clubhouse. So in New York city, we have a 15,000 square foot space. That was the old Tommy Hilfiger flagship store in Soho. Mm-hmm. And it is where all of our production team is based. So our education team based there and our in-house creative agency are all there. And that way there's no desk hierarchy because there's no desks. And so anyone who's licensed in New York city or New York state for that matter mm-hmm. can use that space or not use the space. The brokerage is completely virtual. Everything's on your phone. Every you use a computer. We give everyone the computers they need. We give them all the platforms and resources that they could possibly possibly want Mm -hmm. and lead flow right which is important no other brokerage really provides solid lead flow and we do that because we've been working on the brand for 13 years when people think real estate one of the things they think about is my last name which is also why we we named it that versus like sunflower group or something like that yeah right um the office right uh pays a lot, I don't know what we pay for the office pay like 40,000 a month for the office um overhead expenses in general are probably like half a million bucks a month
0: wow yeah that's heavy that's a lot yeah are you ever worried that you're not going to be able to make enough commission to cover that or is there a break even point where like no. you got to grow to a certain point for that to start being in the profit
2: i mean our first year in the business yeah. we'll do like 1.3 billion in sales mm-hmm. right so even if all things stop the education platform is a considerably profitable business, mm-hmm. way more profitable than the brokerage. Like education is a profit margin of like 85%. Yeah, We carry it at about 50% because we just want it to grow. And we hire people or they hire people. My team hires people like every week it is unbelievable. I'm like take your time. <laughs> like, let's right, go five. Right. Let's go that. But they really want to take advantage of the momentum while it's there. Yeah. Um, and so that business does well. And, if all real estate sales go away for me as i think about an entrepreneur diversifying income the you know real estate is my oak tree mm. okay one huge branch is real estate brokerage and then there's many branches there's resales there's townhouses there's condos new development is another big branch we sell towers right mm. then consulting is another branch you got leasing landlord representation consulting across markets and then the other branch i have is education and sales training Right, that's a subscription-based business. It's between ten bucks to twenty-five bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Different courses are four ninety-nine to a thousand bucks. You can bundle them. You can do whatever you want. And then the pro course membership is really where um, uh, the business has really grown, and it's made the most impact on agents around the world. But it's also a big money driver because that's ten thousand to twenty-five thousand dollars per year for people mm-hmm. to come in. And we have a whole coaching business and a whole mentorship program. And those people now, due to COVID, get to work wherever. They don't have to be in New York City now, right? Our head of that program is based in Denver. Yeah. So
1: how big is your team when you reference them?
2: Uh, us an idea? Depends. So we have three businesses. We have real estate, brokerage, Mm -hmm. right? We then have education, and then I've got media. So I've got studios. Mm -hmm. All combined, on payroll, I have just under 50 people on pure payroll. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't include freelance contractors and everything. But when I talk about brokerage team. I don't know. I just divide that by three. It's pretty. Sure. It's pretty evenly spread. Okay. Does that ever part.
0: stress you out having so many different people relying on you?
2: No, I need way more people. <laughs> oh like, my god. There's only so many. Like, dude. <laughs> like, you, 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 you realize as you start to build, people get their slates get filled real fast, mm-hmm. and so you realize, like, when you're small, everyone wears a thousand hats because they almost have to, but you're also not producing as much as you do much later. Mm -hmm. And so then we get to a point where it's like, he only has time to do that one thing now because we do so much of it. So the other nine things he was doing before, now I need nine damn people to come in and do that. If I want to continue to do them. And those are decisions that we have to make all the time. Um, It doesn't stress me out to have the people because I'm, I'm a very big believer. Like if you build it, they will come. Mm -hmm. The more people I have by default, we will sell more. We will do more business. We will make more money. Like I I just know it. And it's always kind of proven that case. Like when I got my first car and driver way before I could ever even afford a car and Mm -hmm. driver in New York, I just did the math and made it real simple for myself and said, okay, this is what the car is going to cost. This is what insurance is going to cost. This is what average gas costs will be car wash once a month, let's say. um, And then a driver will cost this. What is that total? All right, after tax for me, how many homes do I need to sell in addition to what I do now to afford a car and a driver, right? So I gotta sell three more homes per year on average, not that many, Mm -hmm. Um, but what is that gonna do to my time? How can I buy my minutes back Mm -hmm. so that I can be way more productive? So I'm not just selling three more apartments next year to afford the car and driver. Now I can sell 300 more, Yeah, right? Because they go from home office to mobile office to office office and back and back and back.
1: But first, we have to thank our sponsor, Attitude. Guys, getting a good night of sleep is so important if you're trying to be productive, so you gotta make sure you have the right bedding to
3: do so. And a lot of the bedding in the bedding aisle is actually made of cotton, which uses up a lot of water and is actually damaging to our planet. Attitude makes bedsheets made from 100% bamboo,
1: and because of that, they save 500 times more water than cotton.
3: And aside from being great for the planet, they are the comfiest, softest sheets I've ever used.
1: Seriously guys, I've been using Attitude sheets for about About two months now, and you don't realize how nice it is to have good sheets
3: until you have them. Revolutionize the way I sleep. And if you guys are on the fence about trying them, they have a 30 day money back guarantee. So go ahead, try them out for 30 nights. And if you don't like it, you'll get a full refund. But I know you will. Right now, you can get
1: 20% off your order plus free shipping by going to etitude.com slash iced coffee and enter promo code iced coffee
3: at checkout. That's etitude.com slash iced coffee for 20% off plus free shipping. Remember, guys that's attitude as an eco attitude and with that said let's get back, back to the, the podcast
0: po- so what are the things have you outsourced
2: we outsource um that's a good question uh i feel like i outsource a lot mm-hmm. I, I leverage everything that i do so all day long what i focus on brand sales that is it you know um i don't do anything else everything else i have done by other people mm-hmm. really um we outsource you know, coaching on the education side, okay? We outsource like all those people that people come to us and pay for. It doesn't pay for us to have those people in-house, right? So we pay them kind of what their fee is and then we take the VIG on top of it from whoever's paying for that service. Mm-hmm. On the brokerage side, we'll outsource right now like web service development, stuff like that. It doesn't pay for me to have an in-house software mm-hmm. engineering team. Sure. Um, on the studio side, we outsource not a whole lot really uh, I don't know what do we outsource nothing <laughs> yeah we don't outsource anything yeah. I, sh- I should I should outsource more probably <laughs> um, uh, Cody, you're not gonna be outsourced we outsource you uh, uh, we don't oh you know what we do yeah so our 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 app so the apps that we create that team is outsourced again it doesn't make sense for me to have those people in house got it that's been a really difficult part for me is to delegate
0: uh jack knows uh, yeah. but even bringing on jack for me was was a significant change because yeah. i was doing everything myself yeah dude i remember 100%. when you were
2: doing it you everything yeah you were you're like the ed sheeran of content creation <laughs> right have you yeah. seen have you been to a concert with ed sheeran No. yeah he is the most like profitable musician of all time really? why look at it because he will come out on concert sell more tickets than anybody else no band no production one guitar and he comes out. He plays everything by himself on stage alone. <laughs> everything is done with his feet, and he sets it all up. And he makes the music as he goes. The most profitable live musician See, I like in that. the history of the world. I like no that. band behind him. No, he creates the band. If you, you look at YouTube, Ed yeah. Sheeran in concert, he here and there things, he'll have yeah. a Does band he behind stuff him. Like, Put a loop in. Yeah. yeah, we saw him at Barclays Center like a couple years ago, and. It's like, wait, what is happening? He comes out by himself and he immediately goes into it. He's also the most efficient performer. If that concert starts at eight, he is on stage at seven fifty nine, and oh, you I better be ready.
3: That. Wow, that's a, that's so
2: that. nice. I saw you two. You go to like yeah. U two or any other band, right? No why I brought like... up U two? And you are like, all right, it starts at eight. I am going to get there at nine thirty. Yeah, right? yeah. I saw you're Kanye once and like yeah. came on at like eleven p.m. I'm like, dude, this guy does not respect <laughs> us. Uh, Ed Sheeran, he's like two hour concert. Two hours is what I am going to give you. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. yeah. I like that's, that a lot. That's good. That's, see, yeah. that's
0: kind of my philosophy is that you don't need a big team. It's just like you could do most of it yourself. Yeah. Jack was a, a huge help. And <laughs> we wouldn't even have this, con- uh, this, uh, this podcast if it yeah. wasn't for Jack. Yeah. But uh, even hiring somebody else beyond Jack, Jack wanted to It was get two
1: years. It was two that, years. He and
0: I worked together. Yeah. Yeah. Before even getting on a third person. And even then, I was like, oh, Jack, do we really need to? Why don't you just do this? <laughs> we got a good thing going on. Yeah. And he's like, well, we could try it. But, uh, I don't know. I'm not finding myself that much, that much more productive with another person. I'm worried about just creating busy work. Yes. Uh, like you hire another person, but you only get 2% more done. Sure. Uh, versus just doing it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. So I, we, we definitely don't hire for busy work. We hire for specific tasks that bandwidth does not allow us to do Mm -hmm. in-house anymore. So like, what are those tasks? Like I was saying, you know, like, Adrian can only do so much on our studio side. Cody can only do so much, and he might die soon uh, because we really overwork <laughs> him. Um, and go. actually, wait, Cody, uh-huh. we just hired. We just hired somebody else for you. What yesterday? Yeah joins Monday. Yeah, from wow, Food Network. Oh, okay. Um, uh, someone else, we're really beefing up that team. Cody's super excited um, uh, because it's just the work. But, but uh, right, we, don't, right. we definitely don't hire just to hire. That's if I did crazy. that, I would have like yeah. 200 people on staff. <laughs> um, uh, and we do not, right? We keep it as efficient as we possibly can. Sure. And like my head of new development is also like our acting COO. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's also our acting sales manager. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we put that all together. Um, until we can grow comfortably. Yeah,
0: I'm really curious how you balance everything because you have a, a family and how, how many kids do you have? You have a wife and is one. I'm
2: pretty sure I only have one.
0: One, one um, child.
2: Yeah, that you know
0: of. Yeah, could be more though.
2: Yep, yeah, it is. It is def. It is incredibly difficult. Like I'm not there yeah. now. You know, right? I'm here. I'm spending time with you, not spending time with my two-year-old daughter. That's a that's a conversation that I have all the time. Like, mm-hmm. what is most important? What will be most important in the future? But I'm a big believer. And I think we even talked about this last time. Like mm-hmm. I, I really believe in manifestation and the power of positive energy. And like what I put out there today is where I want to be two years from now. And if I don't put it out there now and act that way, then it's never going to happen. Or I'm just gambling with my time sure. and time is our greatest asset. So why the fuck would I gamble? You're right. Why would I, I, so like, I'd rather put it all on the table today because mm-hmm. I'm 37. How old are you? 31. 31. Yeah. yeah. How old are you?
1: 23.
2: Get out. Just kidding. The, uh, uh, you, know, exactly. like, you have to get out. Right yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like you, yeah. um, you know, do as much as you can while you have the opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I used to work seven days a week every single day. Saturdays were my office days. Sundays were open house and running around. My relationship time with my girlfriend, who's now my wife, or anybody else before, were evenings. I would never take weekends. Rarely, rarely. My first mm-hmm. three years in the real estate business, I, to- I didn't take a single day off. Mm-hmm. Now, Saturdays are dadder days, you know, and with the baby and I want to be, um, and it's awesome. And then other times I have to FaceTime with her two nights a week. My deal is that I'm home very structured. So two nights a week, I'm home to put the baby to bed if she allows me to, but at least I see her before she goes to bed. Mm -hmm. And that's Monday through Friday. We structure that on Sundays. What are my two nights, Saturdays or dadder days, one night a week, if we can, is a date night. Um, so we can just like focus and I don't look at my phone.
1: Got it. What's your like work hour? Like, like how, how do you, how do you schedule all of that?
2: I, um, I have multiple assistants. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a traditional executive assistant who handles calendar gatekeeper mm-hmm. kind of culture type stuff. Um, I have an email assistant who's been a godsend for me for the last five years. Uh, are these
1: like, are these, these are not, are they in-house or are they They're in-house? They have wow. Do I get a
2: thousand? Yeah, but an
1: email assistant, I mean, you could, yeah. you, can know, you outsource that, that to a different no, like country. No,
2: not to, I could, out, I could outsource admin tasks but someone who can think like me write like me talk like me understand oh, my deal yeah. flow okay. that makes sense right so yeah. like he sits there I mean I get a thousand emails a day right. that are not spam and so email is like the re- email is my life at the end of the day mm-hmm. which is really annoying but it's also a non-stop kind of object- objective list mm-hmm. um, but Monday through uh, Monday through Friday my days start just after 4am you know and I'm in the gym uh, by 5 o'clock otherwise I'd be a total fat kid um, and, uh, so I fight against that all the time yeah. and then work starts at 7 30 and it depends on the day, right now that COVID is totally over. Mm-hmm. Well, not totally, but yeah. it is over enough in terms of how work goes. I'm, you know, there's work events now, there's dinner parties again, there's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I kind of miss COVID to be honest. I don't know if we're saying that the team gets <laughs> mad at me when I say I miss it, but like
3: oh, I, God. New York
2: city during COVID everyone left. I could get from the Upper East Side to Tribeca in like seven <laughs> minutes, right? Yeah. No one wanted to meet. Yeah. Everyone just wanted to talk and Zoom. And the only business we were doing mm-hmm. was really important. Sure. You know, it was like a nice No traffic? Time. Dude, no traffic. It
0: was the same yeah. with LA. It yeah. was insane. Friday rush hour, it yeah, was over. empty.
2: Every yeah. place was empty. And all you gotta do is yeah. pretend to be a politician, go on the news and say, you guys gotta stay home. And everyone listens to you. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. You should tell everyone, stay home and see how traffic gets. Stay home, guys. Yeah. I don't leave. I don't leave the house.
0: So like I'm one less car on the road, especially especially in California, not there anymore. So enjoy. You're welcome.
1: (laughs) But first, we got to thank our sponsor, Coinbase. Seriously, guys, this is a huge one since everyone in this house and my house have been using Coinbase to buy and sell crypto.
3: So you guys have probably all heard the hype about cryptocurrency lately, and I get it. It can be a little confusing. You might have questions like, where do I buy? How do I buy? Or what is cryptocurrency?
1: Well, fortunately, we are lucky to announce that this episode's sponsor, Coinbase, solves all of that. Coinbase offers a trusted and easy-to-use platform for buying, selling, and spending cryptocurrencies, and they support the most popular digital currencies on the market and make them accessible to you. And they also have a mobile app with learning resources so you can learn, trade securely, and manage all of your portfolio in one place.
3: And millions of people in over 100 different countries trust Coinbase with their digital assets.
1: Whether you're new and looking for a way to diversify your portfolio, or you're just looking for an easier and better way to buy and sell crypto, try Coinbase today.
3: For a limited time, new users can get $10 in free Bitcoin by signing up at coinbase.com ICH. How much free Bitcoin, Jack? Dude, I, I, $10? $10 in free Bitcoin, coinbase.com ICH.
1: Guys, this offer is for a limited time only, so be sure to check it out today. And thank you so much, Coinbase, for sponsoring this episode
3: and... Back to the podcast.
2: Yep. Yep, yep.
3: But it's all fun. Like I
2: Listen, I learned early on, like, I'm like you. You know, I wanted to do everything by myself Mm -hmm. and manage everything alone. But I had to make the determination of, like, do I want to control everything and have it be absolutely perfect? Or do I want to grow? And I could be the single greatest basketball player, but I will never win the game because I need other players with me. Mm -hmm. You know, like... LeBron's awesome, but he also needs the other guys around him. Otherwise, he'll, he will would never win. Also, yeah. he would never be in but the But what NBA. about
0: the Ed Sheeran example, where it's like he's winning? Sure. He's the LeBron James, like by himself.
2: Correct. What about well, I'm sure example? he doesn't yeah.
1: produce his own music when he's in, you know, the he studio could. and Listen. stuff like that. I'm sure he, he, he has, sure. he's doing he has a team music. behind yeah, him. I'm sure he definitely has people. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But it's also, again, it's a different act. Sure. Like you have a different act from everybody else. Like mm-hmm. we all have our different stories to write, you know? <laughs> Mine requires more people. Yours. Thankfully, doesn't mm. you know it depends on what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were just with Supercar Blondie, Alex Hershey. Oh, no way! Cool, right? Yeah. So, she was in the she's office, great. uh, in New York, and she has a massive platform and following, crushes I mean, it on Facebook. Facebook. It's insane, I know, dude. She's grown on Facebook. A she lot, went hard on Facebook when yeah. people were like, Facebook's for old people, and yeah. she's like, okay, I'm gonna show you all the cool cars anyway. Like, she is. Uh, I, you know, she was like, well, how, "How much do you pay for this office? That's really cool because we're looking for one in Dubai, um, you know, because we're growing." And I'm like, oh, "Growing? So how many people do you have working for you?" She's like, "Oh, in the next year we'll have like 250." It's like 200, and what do they do? Yeah. It's like you. She's like, "Well, I have me, and then there's all the other people, and then we have like all these people per platform, like TikTok. She hires all these people to do it so that she can just pump and pump no and pump way. and pump. It's a totally different." I worry plan.
0: people lose their their that like homegrown feel. Like I, I think with TikTok, people love to feel like authentic and They raw. just it's some person with their phone, even even though it might not be, but then yeah. it feels like it's just you and them and that's it. Yeah. And sometimes when I see some of these videos, I, it's just you could tell there's a production team behind it. It doesn't have that same connection.
2: Dude, she gave me advice and I've told the, the studios team as well, yeah. and it's something that we wrestle with. I asked her, I was like, listen, okay, you have a huge platform, right? Um that you started through social. I went the opposite way, right? I started on television and then came into social and have kind of grown it from there slowly but surely. Like, what's your advice, Alex, to me? And without even blinking, she said, raw. She's like, stop producing. If people like see clean lighting and this, that, they're gonna think that you're automatically selling them something, just go raw. Go raw, hold a phone, make it shaky, show bad lighting. And I was like, really? So we're still wrestling with that advice. But I would it's do it. Unique advice.
0: A hundred percent, I would do it. That's why Ty Lopez did so well in the very beginning because it was just him and his phone. Yeah, and there wasn't a huge crew behind like what he was doing. I've seen some of his videos, and he literally just sets up his iPhone. Yeah, and that's it. And like the people think kind they're one on one with you. Yeah, It's Casey yeah, Neistat, nice right? It, works. it worked. Yeah. It really worked for
2: him. Even Dobrik, I mean, it's like, you know, these guys kind of running around, running and gunning. You know, we've been with Logan Paul while he's been vlogging and it's like, grab the camera, run around, you know? So it's, it's, and I don't know, but you also have to determine like, what is the story you're trying to tell? What is your market? What's your thing? Like, what are you putting out there? Like, I can't iPhone a $20 million property tour, unfortunately, the seller would not use me, you know? But why wouldn't they trust you
0: to do that? I think you have good judgment so far. You have a good track record. Why wouldn't they say, okay, you know what? We're going to trust you to go through with an iPhone in this in this house.
2: I think they'd say, sure, do that. Um but also, also do please do a full production because the iPhone is not going to show the lighting the best. It's not going to do the sound the best. Right. We want a full-on beautiful you know, video tour. Yeah. Speaking
0: of which, I want your opinion on producer Michael and the one. Did you see that video? Yeah. The $500 million house. Yeah. We
2: tried to get up there. It's a little bit in uh, some banking problems. Right. Yeah. We actually did the house on Soma uh, two days ago on the market for just under 70 million. That's like, you can like touch the one. It's like right above there. Yeah. Um, House is crazy. Yeah. Totally insane. What is your,
0: what are your thoughts about the developer going so crazy with, with both the expense the attention to detail i listen
2: real estate sales is all on the timing and you can never predict it right um uh you know like bel air road right we did that property tour it was 188 million dollars okay fawaz uh from saudi arabia came through and he paid 94 million bucks for it and it was fully done with the cars with the candy all that stuff but he wanted something fully finished but the house also Mm -hmm. sat on the market for a long time it was chopped in price over and over and over Mm. um but then in palm beach in february right lawrence moens and his builder crew years ago paid a huge amount of money for a plot of land at 535 north county on the ocean to build a massive spec mansion all things included in like palm beach which is only for old people Right. right that's never gonna work they finish the house they tco basically uh, uh, like, uh, at the end of 2020, they put it on the market, fully finished at the beginning of January for $140 million, Jeez. which is an insane price that no one would ever pay in Palm beach. I bring a buyer down from New York on Thursday and we bought it the next day on Friday. And it was the second, it was the biggest home sale ever in the state of Florida. and was done in February. And so you can say to them like, Oh, see good timing. But We also bought that deal because it was fully finished, mm-hmm. didn't even have to think about it, right? Everything they put into it, it just was all in the timing. Wouldn't it have been a year ago, and might not happen a year from now, right? After kind of the COVID, you know, buying season ends, I have no idea where things go, yeah. That so, no, but it's a total yeah, gamble, total
0: yeah. Gamble. yeah. That was unfortunate because, uh, for those that aren't aware, this is uh, what. What they called like the most expensive house in the Ever urban made. world, yeah. basically. $500 million in Bel Air. This guy started the project 10 years ago. Takes forever. He bought the plot of land. I think it was like 10 million, or it was it was yeah. some really low price for this old, decrepit house that uh, kind of looked like an old warehouse building on top of this parcel of land. Yeah. Spent 10 years building it. And I think he's probably into it about, what, $150, 160000000 million? Yeah. And and the banks are knocking at the door because they want their money in the house's. It's not been selling. a long
2: time. Yeah. I mean, listen, look but at the same time, look at Billionaire Row in New York City. Look at Xtel Gary Barnett, like one fifty seven, West Fifty seven, still not sold out. He started that project eleven years ago. Wow. So like this is one guy banking it all on one house, looking yeah. for one person, you know, yeah. developers will diversify that risk across lots of different types of people, but you're also still going for the same type of person. Yeah. You know, one fifty seven, like you're gonna buy a one bedroom for four million bucks. Yeah. You know? Are you ever concerned about
0: more people leaving New York? Because I think COVID really disrupted inter- where people work. Sure. And now that people could work anywhere or at least have an element of their business that's remote, people are leaving for low tax states. Like yeah. from California, a lot of people are coming here from both uh, California and New York. That seems heard. to be where the majority of like this community is from.
2: Yeah. More people moved to New York City than left New York City in 2020, which no one talks about because it's not a good click-through rate for that story Mm. right
0: are we talking about people people moving to or just the population growth of new york city like more people are born there
2: Mm, that's a good question i don't think it's population growth i definitely don't think as many people were born in new york in 2020 than there were the year before um uh but people moved to new york because all of a sudden they've had the opportunity to Mm -hmm. so while people in new york who are on the fence said "Ooh, this is a good chance to go to Mm -hmm. florida or nevada or Alabama, or Austin, Texas, yeah. there's also a huge sect of people, I mean, this is, it was big business for us, saying, is New York on sale? Like, yeah, we just sold this apartment for 50% off. Like, ah, this is a good time to move to New York, right? Everything's gonna be fine. Yeah, I think I'm here, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people then came in, and now they're coming in in droves. You cannot rent an apartment in New York. Look for a townhouse to rent in Brooklyn, of which there used to be many. Right now, Brownstone, Brooklyn, there are zero listings. I've never seen that in my entire career. People are coming in and they're renting and they're paying double. We just rented a wow. townhouse at one twenty three East Sixty first Street. Pre COVID would rent for maybe 35 dollars a month. We just rented it for eighty four thousand a month. We just rented an apartment at four thirty two Park Avenue for one hundred and forty thousand dollars a month. Who's
0: paying that much? I'm just curious. What what type of person? New Yorkers. What business. It is a total
2: mix. People have money now in a way they've never had like it how? before. Like,
0: like, give us the example of like hundred thousand dollars a month. Like, what what type of clientele Clients. is doing it?
2: Finance. finance, finance, different types of industry, technology, okay, right. Lots of crypto these days. And Do you Florida see are, a lot thing. of
1: your clients, crypto people?
2: I wouldn't say a lot, um, but I would say way more than anticipated, right? Um, and they're very flashy, because right? you're dealing with <laughs> you're just dealing with new money, right, you know, right, 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 right. It's like it's kind of classic, you know. You'd see, you see when you deal with people who worked really, really hard for their money and remember every single dollar. Yeah, they are not flashy because. They built it through blood, sweat, and tears. When you're working with somebody who made all their money in the last 18 months, you're know, like you <laughs> dealing with someone who's like, I don't know where it's going to go, so let me put it into real estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have a lot of that.
1: That's actually interesting. How have you seen your clients change over time? For example, like your clients 10 years ago, because you were still selling luxury real estate they back then. They've gotten a lot younger. So they've gotten younger. Yeah. And at the same time, like how have their careers been changing?
2: They are more and more a part of the gig economy, right? Right. People are not graduating high school and going off to college and W2ing the rest of their life anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least not as many. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but my buyer base has definitely gotten younger, which four years ago was a big push or three years ago was a big push for us to get into YouTube. Right. Mm-hmm. Was us and saying, okay, Bravo's not going to be out there forever. Mm-hmm. Cable TV won't be there forever. Mm-hmm. Right. Everything's changing. So let's get ahead of that. And my buyer When they're 15, I want them to know me so that when they're 21 or 22 and buying their first place, I want them to think of me as their their first choice. And then they'll be surprised when I respond or someone at my company responds. Mm -hmm. Um, And so let's go after that Gen Z buyer really, really, really early. Even as a company now, like my future real estate agent that I'm working for today is right now 17 years old. You know, Mm -hmm. like I'm not building a company for people that are in their 30s or 40s. Right. They can make educated decisions and be adults. They've done that already. I'm building a company for people that have either been watching my content since I was, since they were 12. That's true, yeah. Right. Or they're currently 15 Mm -hmm. and they're thinking about what their life is going to be like and what they want to do. And maybe they don't want to be doctors or lawyers or accountants. You know, maybe they do want to go and take control of their own life and sell something. It doesn't even have and to be real estate. And that's why they
0: bought Shiba Inu, yeah. now available for public down below in this video. I'm kidding, but, uh, <laughs> but no, I feel the same way. I've even noticed in the whole finance space on YouTube, uh, four yeah. years ago it was really predominantly stocks, and you would go in and be like, "Oh, this stock went up." It was Tesla stock a few years ago that was always that would be the biggest on clicks. It's yeah, like, what did Tesla stock do?
3: Yeah, but now even pe- now
0: people care less and less and less about the stock market and more about crypto. And I've noticed that a lot of this is shifting. Nobody cares what the stock market's doing anymore. It's like, what is the cryptocurrency market doing? Sure. Nobody cares about Tesla. It's like, what's the latest NFT? Yeah. What did Dogecoin just do today? It's wild to see this evolve. And then also see that, like, now I'm the old fart. When it can like, where like I'm trying to understand. I, I don't get NFTs at all. I, I I truly don't understand. I'm trying to learn, but meanwhile, like the channels that are kind of blowing up now, both on TikTok and YouTube, are like these like 19 year olds who're like, "Yeah, I bought this board ape NFT and this yacht club and this thing," and it's like I I don't get it. Yeah, but but that's where the audience I think is is beginning to shift. Yeah, so that's I mean, very it's, cool to
2: see. It's trading clout, right? It's trading baseball cards. It's um, uh, and it's on your phone, right? And it's gamified now. So, like, how do you gamify finance? You make it animated. Mm-hmm. And so that's what <laughs> NFTs are, right? And so for yeah, a younger sure. audience, uh, who especially are playing with play money, who've been used to using play money that has been totally fake, right? Or real money through, like, the PlayStation Store mm-hmm. or through their parents' credit card their whole life. If they put money into cryptocurrency when it was a joke, and now they have real money, or at least that's what it looks like on their phone, and sure. they're transferring it over to Robinhood, or they're using Coinbase, like... They can now become, you know, active quote unquote traders all day long.
0: Curious, do you own cryptocurrency?
2: Yeah. What do you own? I own Bitcoin. I own Ethereum. I own a few other random things. I don't pay attention to it as much, but it's been interesting to play with. Any Dogecoin? I have some Dogecoin. How much? How much? Small amount. I I bought like $5,000 worth of Dogecoin. (laughs) That's like. When? uh, (laughs) This is the
0: answer. This is is
1: crucial. No, like (laughs) at the beginning
2: of the year. Like, yeah, it's not the beginning of the year would be really good. Though. That Wouldn't would be it? fantastic. You must be uh, doing well at Dogecoin. Do- Dogecoin is fine for me. Yeah, um, it, it it's not where it should be though. Uh, but also, <laughs> I, it was five grand. Like it was be just sure. sort of like a let's have some exposure. Um, oh,
1: that's f- see. I told Graham oh, to get man. into Dogecoin yeah. on a podcast because I told him I put some money in. Yeah, I put in a hundred bucks, and Graham's like, uh, ah, you know what? I'll throw in a thousand
0: dollars. You guess what? This is when it was a third of a penny. Yeah, yeah
1: which for him is it's nothing, right? And uh, what would it have been at, at, at the, the peak? peak One hundred yeah.
0: and fifty thousand dollars. It was a From thousand. thousand dollar investment made as a joke on the podcast. It's
2: betting. So we were. I was just talking to uh, my guy Wall Street bets, and oh,
0: we had him on the yeah, podcast we had him literally yesterday. yesterday. Oh, really? Yesterday yeah. Morning.
2: Yeah. He, such a cool guy to talk to. Yeah. yeah. Been he's been around. The, but he's also like so real and authentic. Yeah. You know. And um. Uh. But it's, it's what it is. Like people. People like to gamble. They yeah. like to bet. And if it doesn't feel like it's your money because you just got it yesterday and you didn't have to go and like dig a ditch to get your hourly wage mm. and it's just sort of showing up, sure, I'll bet it on something else. Why not? Yeah. But it's been nuts. The wealth creation, as you talk about all the time, you know, in your content, like in the last two years has been insane. Like what yeah. Elon Musk is about to be worth $300 billion. Yeah, first
0: ever in world history. Dollars.
2: Yeah. Off of one company and one stock. Yeah.
0: Well, I think they're also valuing SpaceX.
2: Sure. So but it like,
0: be, but, but one kind it's of basically, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, right. Yeah. The umbrella, like the guy, you yeah. know? It's crazy. Yeah. So what consists of your portfolio? Do you have some cryptocurrency? Like, what percentage of crypto are you in overall? Is it like 5%, 10%? It. I don't know. Do you do it all yourself
1: or know. do you handle it? No.
3: Right.
0: no.
2: No. My, like, I know what I'm good <laughs> at. I know what I'm not good at. Yeah. And... I don't want to be, I would be, I was too stressed out. If I'm sitting there really? like watching my stock portfolio go up and down, I just have, you know, I just put money with, uh, I've got a good wealth advisor team that I've worked with for a while. I give them money. I'm like, don't lose it. <laughs>
0: they, do you, do you know where your money is invested? Kind of, but
2: not really. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you ever yeah. want a second
1: opinion, yeah. oh, I would Cause lo- it would, I would be good to double check. To. Yeah, sure. <laughs> just in the event, I would love yeah. to see
0: where it is. Because if, if you're telling them, just don't lose my money, I'm worried it might yeah, be Yeah, they could be safe. doing bonds and stuff like yeah. that. CDs. No,
2: they don't. it's not too... Sometimes I wish it was uh, safer Um safer. what it does. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. They take enough risk, from what I can tell. Okay. But I'm also not a 1,000% fine. Fa- it's where... We sell a significant amount of real estate, right? And the businesses are where all of my focus is. And then I have guys that invest money and make money on so it. So,
1: what do you know? What your like percentage returns are annually? Because if you do, then we'd be able to basically understand oh. how much risk.
2: I have no idea. I was not prepared for these questions. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's <laughs> totally I, just, fine. I, I just showed I up as Vegas. of course, I showed up. But they're, they're good returns. I mean, I yeah. think they've been great returns so cool. far. All right?
0: Yeah. And do you have just a set amount? That goes in every single month, or how how do you structure that portion of your portfolio?
2: Depends. A couple years ago, I would like, you know, I would. It was. I I almost viewed it as like my savings account. Mm -hmm. All right, you guys are going to figure out where you're going to invest money, and then every month it's either going to be a percentage of earnings, or it's going to be kind of a set fee right? Or it's not set fee, but like a, a set dollar amount, right. right? And so that way you're always saying, okay, I'm going to put this away in a way, in a way, over and over, which a lot of people have done with Bitcoin mm. too, right? Where they've just said, I don't want, I can't time it. So right. I'm going to put a hundred bucks a week, right? Or a thousand bucks a month, something yeah. like that. Um, but I think like when I first really got started years and years ago, it was like, all right, a hundred grand a month. Like I'm going to put that in, invest it. That way I don't spend it, yeah, you know? And then as business grows, the dollar amount gets a lot higher.
0: Do you base that on a percentage of your income
2: that month or is it used just a to. set amount? At one point it right? was like 10%. Um, and then sometimes it was a little bit more. And then sometimes less real estate sales and you want to put more back into the business. Yeah. Because you know, I, I, I work for myself, right? And so it's like, am I going to invest this or am I going to hire 10 more people? That's always the dilemma that I have to go in as an entrepreneur. Mm. Do I put this into the stock market where I'm not going to see it? and hopefully it gives me a return. I put my money to work, because that's what I'm supposed to do. Or do I build out this new department and this new vision? Or do I take the money I earn, put it over here and invest it, and then go get a loan, because interest rates are really low. Or do I do a pledge asset line through Charles Schwab and get a really, really low interest rate and just borrow cheap money and then grow that way? Like there's just lots of different options, and there's just lots of money out there.
0: How do you balance that between real estate in terms of where you invest your money?
2: Um, I invest heavily back into our business. Okay. I believe in the business really, really, really strongly. And I think we can grow it to be something that's incredibly huge. And it's been 13 months and so far, so good. So, so far, like it, I own a lot of real estate, but it's not, I only own real estate because I see good deals. I'm like, I don't want someone else to buy that. So I'll just do it. Yeah. You know? Um, how many good deals do you see these days now? Because I've kind of stopped. Yeah. I, yeah. In New York, there's still good deals. You think so? Yeah. And New York, New York is will always have inventory. Like there's still ten thousand apartments on the market. It's a lot, um, but for quality inventory, there's it's getting less and less and less. Uh, just depending on where you want to go. Like mm-hmm. if you want to buy, like I was talking about townhouses in Brooklyn. Like if you want to buy a townhouse in Park Slope, Godspeed. You, you're paying half a million millions over asking price, mm-hmm. right? If you want to buy an apartment on Fifty Seventh Street, you got you got your pick, right? There's choice because. New York City is built vertically. Yep. So like here, you got to build out a whole new gated neighborhood, um, which, by the way, how do I get back to the Strip from here?
0: Just go straight down the street. It's easy. It's, yeah.
2: On my feet? No, it, wait. Can it's you call like, an Uber here? Yes. When Uber show up?
0: Oh, absolutely. Dude, because we, we were in
2: other neighborhoods, yeah.
3: and Uber's like, so, wouldn't come. I can drive you. Because I'm actually, I'm leaving oh, immediately yeah. after this. Oh, really? Yeah,
0: yeah. If you don't mind driving with Jack, he's, totally. uh, he's a bit of a slow driver, but he'll get you there in one piece. Have nice. you ever
1: ridden in a uh, Lamborghini Urus before? Is that what you drive? No, I drive a Lexus. I was just
3: curious. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> no, no, was just it.
0: a Rolls Royce Cullinan. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> the new Maybach. it bounces. <laughs> like, Man, your podcast you is taking- crushing it. Yeah. <laughs> Questions for you guys. Yeah. So, what is your day like? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you do during the day? What do I do? Yeah, like, you Gosh. wake up, create content, go to bed, kind of thing. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what are your businesses now? It's not. Uh, well, it's
0: five channels. Yeah. So I, uh, I my main channel, the Graham Stefan Show, the Iced Coffee Hour, this the Stu Family, and Millennial Money. Iced Coffee Hour clips. Oh, and the link ice down coffee. below, the six channels. Yeah. So
1: what,
2: what, 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 was the fourth one? Something family? What? It's the family. it's the family. It's like
0: a vlog channel with
1: like him, me, Macy, Alex, the assistant. Yeah.
2: Got it. Got it. So you have six channels, six and you're stories. creating content for all six channels every day. Yes.
0: Yeah. Between, so there are nine videos posted. Well, if we're not counting the clips channel, yeah, I think yeah. it's eight or nine videos posted every single week. And I've been doing that consistently for, well, probably nine a week for almost a year, but seven a week for
2: two and a half years. Who who creates most of the content for you? Like who's filming most of it?
0: I film everything.
2: You film everything? Yeah. Even the family stuff? No,
0: Alex no. films. So basically, the family we started because we wanted to just monetize everything. Sure. So we were thinking, <laughs> well, if I'm busy working, how can I make more money? So I could film myself yeah, 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 working. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. And I could just post that. as, like behind the scenes. Like I, I really liked Gary V style of just like document everything. So I figured, well, we're at the house anyway. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff is, I think is kind of interesting. So we may as well film so, it. Yeah. So Content. Our, yeah. So our first video was Jack and I trying to make a thumbnail uh, for my video about buying a Ford GT. Yep. And so we figured, well, we may as well film it. And I wanted to get this really cool shot kind of laying on top of the Ford GT, like kind of like crazy, and we got a drone just like flying above because it yeah. was like an overhead shot. And we had uh, our, our friend Colby just film the thing, and we posted it, and it got like 100,000 views. I was blown away. I was like, wow, there's, there's an audience for this. So then I just uh, documented setting up the aquarium, and uh, that was another like 90,000 views. I was blown away. And so we just kept doing that. Nice. So, I mean, things have slowed down since then because everyone's excited about, like, a brand new channel. But the purpose behind it is just once a week we could just film
2: throughout the week and just sure. post a video. And you are actually sitting there editing?
1: No, no, no. Alex edits. Alex edits, and then I go in and I do a revision, and then usually I'll make a few edits on top of that. And then we Got show it. Graham, and then, or we just post it. Yeah.
0: Again. I edit all the main channel videos. So everything you see on Graham Stephan, is that you. that's me. Got it. The Graham Stefan show. That's three times a week. That's Jack who edits those videos. Okay. So family is uh, Alex. How do you think, Alex? Yeah.
2: Got it. How do you determine what you're going to talk about every week oh, on your two main It's
0: so bad. It's it's, it's, oh, that's, that's honestly probably one of the most stressful parts. If I knew, if, if I had a topic, I just woke up and a topic appeared at 6 a.m. every morning. Yeah. It'd be easy. Because then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do that. Yeah. Once I have a direction. The, the hardest part is picking a direction. Because if you pick the wrong video, all of your work is for nothing. Yeah. You throw off the algorithm. Yep. so if I I've, I've usually noticed where if I have two bad performing videos in a row the third video suffers by like 30 40 percent like it's really
2: bad. YouTube just won't promote it right yeah. because
0: YouTube's like well okay well their audience isn't watching their videos now uh, they're getting fewer reviews twice in a row that third video we're not gonna recommend it as much because it's probably not good yeah we're gonna push somebody else instead Bullshit. so I I could only have one video at a time uh not perform well and if I have that one then video it's, then it's, it's so stressful it is. Then the next video has to hit.
2: How do you know that it has to like how are you gonna how do you determine what you're gonna do? It's just it's hours. It's it's honestly it's hours every single morning
0: trying to figure out like I read everything on the news, I see everything on Reddit, I see I, I subscribe to like fifty different YouTube channels, I see what people are talking about. The the biggest thing that I look at is the homepage of YouTube because that's what's getting pushed to you. That's their algorithm suggesting content. So I look at the front page and I say, Okay, well, this These is videos what's going on, on now. Yeah. Shiba Inu are getting a lot of views right now. So well, I'm talk that. Maybe them. I should look into this. Wow, it's it's gone up in price a lot. Let me make a video about that and smart. I can share my opinion. Super smart. So, it's stressful, but that's probably Super smart. I could spend 5 hours a day. And even then, I'm usually texting Jack to get his idea cuz sometimes I'll I'll have this idea that I think is good and I'll send it to Jack he's like, ah, oh, no, it's not that interesting." cuz you're so in it, you can't really don't really realize that. Yeah. So, uh, like today, th- there's no topics. So th- th- if I were to post any video tomorrow, people wouldn't care unless really it's about Tesla or maybe Shiba Inu, and that's it. I've already talked about Shiba Inu, so the only thing left to talk about is Tesla. So I yeah. have to make a video on Tesla tomorrow. If I were to post anything else, people and do wouldn't do. You write the stuff up and you put it in front of you,
2: or you're just gonna you're gonna riff it?
0: No, oh, I never riff it. Yeah, every video is scripted down to the word.
2: Every joke that is like is supposed to be so you spend like five to, to six hours a day. Thinking about what you're gonna do, and yeah. you write it out, and I write it out word for word. Personally, yeah. Holy mother! I
1: agree yeah. with you. I know what you're gonna say. I agree with you, man. You dude. Can I do a lot of webinar you can hire content. somebody. We yeah. do
2: a lot. I know, but it's your yeah. voice. Yeah. But like, I am telling you, we do a lot of writing and yeah. we do a lot of live feed. We do a lot of webinar, co- like all that stuff. And it got to the point where I was like, I need to find someone who understands how I talk and how I think, and then they will script it, and you improvise the script, right? So that. I, so you yeah. buy your time back. I don't think I could do that. But you say that now, but yeah. five to six hours is a
0: long, long time. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think with the nature of the content, it's just you have to, you have to have such an eye for like trying to figure out sure. what. Well, you're basically YouTube. a newscaster a Like we YouTube talk to newscasters
2: yeah. All the time They wake up super early They go there To figure out the news They work on their reports And then they go live And they tell everybody Exactly what they've been Working on all day long know. Yeah
0: I don't know Part of me thinks That's the reason Why the channel's Ground so much No don't know. Because no, no, I have no, no, no. spend the time That no one would else Would would care like I do On, on that sort of stuff That's true I, yeah. but I think yeah.
1: that's I true For sure For your big videos For the vast majority of people They watch your content For the transfer of education like yeah. they, they Or information They yeah. want to learn yeah. Right Every yeah. video that you, that you post that gets like a million views is like uh, very education heavy right
0: yes exactly yeah, and they're so, learning from you yeah but so, it's a structure it's a structure of figuring out what, what the hook points are because it, every, every you can paragraph even has that. to have a hook to keep mm-hmm. people watching so mm-hmm. there's never a point where I'm just like from start to finish like one thought there's always gotta be and this was building up and then this happened yeah. and then I have to change the scene to keep the retention high like everything is thought out
2: so so you're going to do this for the next 10 years? Yes.
0: Probably. <laughs> Probably. I, I don't know to this degree. I've, t- I've talked to Jack before about maybe going down to two videos a week on the main channel instead of three. Uh, it's spending more time on those videos. But sure. I know once I go down, I'm never going back. So like, yeah. it's like once I... I don't know how I'm like able to do this. Yeah. And I know I'm going to look back and be like, I don't know how I was able to do all that work. Well, now you, yeah. you
2: put the responsibility on your shoulders, right? Now right. the audience demands it. So now you can't stop it. You don't have
0: yeah. to go down if you outsource. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've tried. I'm trying to outsource my editing because that's the only part where I feel where I can probably well, three to five hours to but edit
2: a video. I would tell you, I would tell you though, like the edit is super important and there's a lot of personality that goes into it. Like yeah. I can tell the difference, um, between who edits our videos depending uh, w- within studios, mm-hmm. right? Because there's certain people that understand jokes. There are other people that don't. Certain people know how to color. You know what I mean? Like everything's a little bit different. Certain mm-hmm. people are really passionate about the content. Other people are just, I got to get this done. And so it's like, if you're yeah. going to do that, you just got to find an editor who like really, again, just like writing, yeah. just like my email management. Like you got to get somebody who really understands your voice because that's what people are, are are listening to. They could read all the information you're giving them, but mm-hmm. they're watching it for your voice right. giving me the information. So it can be scripted. It's just got to be in your voice. Correct.
0: But the other thing is that for retention rates, the video has to be structured in such a way to keep people watching. So sure. even though it's my voice, there is a, a portion of people out there who will watch the video, and if they're not entertained visually, yeah. they'll just be they'll just tune out, even if the information is good.
1: How much money are you, know, you making? Yeah. That's, that's that's what yeah, everyone yeah, wants you know to what? know. you <laughs> want to know. Man. How, how much, you, mo- how much you... money? No. Graham will tell you how much he's making.
2: I know. Yeah. It, but it's, it's a career. It's like, right. who, who else were we just talking to? Like, who's Oh, Portnoy. Yeah. So sort to of Portnoy. Like, he is so <laughs> open about how much money he never had and then how much money he does have. How much, how much money, money does he, he have now? now? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. He's like, what was it? Like $225 million, I think. Okay. Yeah. So that's a
0: decent so. amount.
2: Yeah. Yeah. From selling newspapers. You yeah. know, it's a cool story.
0: Um, Can you give us a ballpark about that? The IRS is not watching this. <laughs> Listen, yeah. so we,
2: we, we, I mean, we clear, so we'll do gross, like, I don't know, $35 million this year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and net is a good amount.
0: Okay. And that I'm, I, t- I take includes your education portion of the business with yeah. high profit margins. The brokerage is probably a lot lower. Yep. Okay.
2: Yep.
1: Oh yeah. Any advice? What could we be doing better? We ask our guests this. Yeah. It's very How helpful. we improve? Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, I've told you already, I would embrace leverage. I want to micromanage absolutely everything. I understand what you're saying with that's why you've gotten to where you are. Mm-hmm. But what got you here won't get you there. That's why it's a phrase. It's
1: a common theme. Right? I've never heard that.
2: I've never heard you've that. You've never before. heard that? No. What got you here won't get you there? Yeah. I've never what heard that What got you far. here? Like I, I had to do the same thing. <laughs> I would I would take out every buyer, every seller. Yeah. And I got an assistant, you know, and like everything was me, 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 me all mm-hmm. the time. And then like what got you here won't get you there. And so- you the, the the voice doesn't change. The work doesn't change. You're not going to get, like, less busy. Your work is just going to change. Mm-hmm. You're just going to do more. And so you're going to make more money. I don't know what else I could do, though. It's That's like the, the
1: exact opposite like... of what Graham thinks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What well, got him here. We'll get him there. Yeah. Is <laughs> he because I'm
0: still going there. That's yeah. the thing. It's like I've not, I've not stopped getting there. Yeah. It's, it's still going in that direction. So why why take a different path when the one that
2: you're on is 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 working i listen yeah. which is you know <laughs> why what is it like uh, if the wheels not broken then don't fix it right, right? Yeah. um but anyway my advice is to leverage what you've created okay right leverage what you've created however you want to do that and maybe it's not doing things through other people maybe it's something else that we didn't even talk about today but this has been a lot of fun thanks for having Thank me you. one really final question it. yeah
1: that rms is that is that your is that for your name
2: yeah ryan matthew Surhand. Wow! All right. Well, thanks for
1: coming on. Yeah. We
0: really right. appreciate, it. appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you so much. Make sure to hit the like button, subscribe. We'll link to your information down below in the description. Thanks, guys. Cool. Until next time. Yes. And then, oh yeah, let's. And then we'll finish up hey, yours. Man.